Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are finishing our de-stress series today and uh, I'm reading to you um, part of a book. Here we go. We don't forget we are Christians, we forget we are human. And that one oversight alone can debilitate the potential of our future. It arrived without warning like an uninvited guest. Decisions that were once simple now refused solution and I found myself dodging anything that asked for my emotional input. My once stalwart faith was left fragile. I avoided whatever required my action. It was a balmy California evening. I had gone for a long jog before I was about to speak at a leadership conference. I still can't recall how I got there, but I found myself sitting on the curb weeping uncontrollably. I couldn't tell if it took place suddenly or gradually, but I knew something had broken inside. I remember lifting my trembling hands and asking out loud, what in the world is happening to me? The signs were all around me but I ignored them. I had no idea where to begin the triage or repair the inner damage. We're talking about stress today. That's an ex- uh, it's a part of a book from Wayne Cadero called Leading on Empty. He's a pastor of a very large church in Hawaii who went through a nervous breakdown and burnout because he did not listen to the signs to what was going on in his body. And he kept pushing himself through every physical and emotional boundary his body gave him. He kept giving out without stopping and taking in. Here's a testimony from a a man, a senior minister in our movement. Recently I came very close to having a nervous breakdown. Sitting on the beach, physically incapacitated, I began to shake uncontrollably. My mind was frozen in a loop of what next? Who am I supposed to call? What meeting do I need to prepare for? Have I completed my to-do list? How did I get to that point? By failing to profit personally. I was spending all my energy every day. I used all my time for output, leaving very little time for input. Very unwise. As I said, we're finishing our de-stress series today and we've mostly focused in this series on anxiety and worry because that's a huge contributor to stress in life. But today I want to look at, we're going to switch gears a little and I want to look at something else. We're going to look at three important factors to help us deal with stress and I've called them the three R's. Are you ready for the three R's? I've never done that before. I've never done a... One of, preachers do it all the time. R stands for, and then they go through it. haven't done it before, but I'm doing it today. Yay. Woo! Yes, I've made it to the school of preaching after 20-something years. I may never do it again, but I'm doing it today. Who's ever looked at the dashboard on their car, if you have a car? Yes? Good. It's a good idea. It's important to do that. If you don't check your dashboard and notice that the oil light has come on, your engine's on the way out, guys, if you don't put oil in your car. 
I don't know much about cars, but I know that. <laughs> or if you don't look at the dashboard on your car, you could find yourself self-stationary when you're supposed to be moving because you've forgotten to put petrol. You haven't noticed that fuel gauge has gone to E. And now, I don't know, I just want to do a bit of a survey here. Who are the, I don't have time to fill up my car with petrol. I run it to the very limit. You can smell the oily, the petrol, yes, anyone with me. That's me. That's not many of you. Come on, be honest. Yep. <laughs> Paul just said, I told you it's not normal because my husband's over this side, way over this side. He fills up his car when it, you know, it gets to quarter. He thinks, I've got time now, I might as well do it now. I mean, how wise is that? So, he, <laughs> who's like that? Look at you all. Wow, give yourselves a hand. That is really impressive. I have learnt something in church today. You were right, babe. Record that. You were right, babe. <laughs> One tick. No. It's, it's a true story. Carl Hell Expressway, seven months pregnant with our first child, uh, driving somewhere to work, I think, driving to Mossman from Bondi. Paul left after me. And he wondered, why? Why the traffic? It's always bad, but why is it so bad today? <laughs> who is that? Who is that stupid person who's broken down until he gets to the car and sees his seven-month pregnant wife sitting there because she hasn't filled up with petrol? See, that's really bad. They should have fined me. I don't think they did, but they should have. They probably do these days. So, look at the dashboard. Look at the dashboard of the car. If we don't, like if we drive our car in the red zone, you rev heads, come on, admit it. If you drive your car in the red zone, unnecessary wear to your engine, damage to the transmission, blowing up the engine. Yep, that's what, I've, that's what I found out by looking at Google. <laughs> I'm no mechanic. Just like the dashboard on a car gives an overall readout of how the car is going to help keep us on the road, these three R's can help keep us on the road of life to our future, to have success and keep stress at bay. So are you ready for the first R? The first R is so exciting, you're going to be so excited when you hear it because it's just the most fun thing in your world. The first R stands for routine. Hey, you're going, what? Routine? Yes, routine will help you with stress. Yes. Routine helps us so that we aren't living by reacting to what's going on around us. That causes stress in your life. Routine helps us to order our world, to create space. We all need space in our world. If we have no routine, we will not have space, I believe. You don't have routine, you will have no clean clothes. You won't. You'll have no fresh food. If you don't have routine and you stay up all night, you go to bed, oh, when I feel like it. 
when I finish playing PlayStation for seven hours, I might go to bed. You're not going to be that great the next morning. If you don't have routine, you know what? All the power might go out. And you'll think, oh, why did that happen? (laughs) Routine is important. When preparing this message, I thought about preaching about how important time is because time is important and investing our time rather than wasting our time. But I've got something that I think is just as important or maybe even more important when we talk about stress. Maybe our most important asset is not our time but our energy. Now you young'uns have this over us oldies because you have energy to burn. Our two-year-old grandson has energy to burn. I took him to the zoo a few weeks ago and I was trashed at the end of it and he was still running around. Wow. But if I, if I have energy, you would be the same. I can achieve more in four hours than I can in four days without it. Dragging myself from day to day. Energy. The passing of time will make us older, but it doesn't guarantee that we will become fruitful. Every one of us has a finite amount of energy to invest each day. How we invest it will make the difference because when it's gone, it's gone. When your energy is finished, it's finished. And it's not coming back to you until you rejuvenate. I read a story, a great story about a farmer who had this little hobby farm. It was probably more than a hobby farm, but... And he would sell the eggs that the chickens laid and the tomatoes that he grew and the milk and the corn. You know, all, it was a little, so, and people would come to him because it was, a great, it was great produce. It was fresh. It was beautiful. And people would come and they'd buy and they'd buy and they'd buy and everything would be gone. But guess what? People still came and they still pressured him. I want more. I want more. Give me more. And he, he said this, he said this really great line. He said, come back tomorrow and I'll have more. Now some of us live our life letting people and things just keep coming at us and there's nothing left. Like there's no more eggs, there's no more milk, there's no more tomatoes. <laughs> but we keep coming back. They keep coming back to you and saying, give me more, give me more. Maybe you do that yourself when you're at work. I'm just going to stay a bit longer. And I'm just going to type this up and I'm, just going to, and I'm just going to close the computer, go home, come back tomorrow and you'll have more. You have to rejuvenate. You get stressed because you don't have any rejuvenation time. Okay. Routine will help you with that. I know it's, it's not sexy, is it? It's boring, but it's true. <laughs> So, here we go. To help keep stress at bay means we spend our energy on things that are going to make life work. Like Facebook, Instagram, Netflix, computer games. Yeah? Is that what we spend our energy on? Sometimes, yes. They don't make life work. Don't put your energy into that. So, what do we do? So, routine. Here we go. Put the big things in first. The first one is very obvious. Here it is. It's really important. You ready? Sleep. Sleep. 
we all need, <laughs> I told you it was obvious, sleep. You know Genesis 1? If you've read Genesis 1, it's God created the heavens and the earth and he goes through those six days and he does work on all of those six days. But if you look at it, it's really interesting. It goes like this. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And it goes through. And it starts at the evening. What can we learn from that? Success for every day starts from the evening before. Starts the evening before. What does that mean? You know, your best sleep, the REM, that whole REM sleep, you've heard of that? 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. So get yourself into bed before 11 Yeah, nothing good, I've heard Phil Pringle say this, nothing good ever happens after 10 o'clock at night. Don't have a deep theological talk after 10 o'clock at night. Even you night people, that's me, just don't go there. Zach, our youngest, he's 22 now, he used to say, Mum, when he was little, "Can, can I have a sleepover? And in the end, I just laughed at him. I said, Zach, it's not a sleepover, baby. It's a wakeover. Because they would play computer games until 5 a.m. Yeah, some people are happy about that. Till 5 a.m. and then they'd all they'd sleep. There'd be five of them and they'd sleep in our family room. And Paul and I'd get up at 7, la, 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 into the family room, making the coffee and having a great time. Aren't we mean? And they'd sleep to, to midday and he'd say, I'm all good, Mum, I got my hours. No, darling, you didn't. You got them, but they're not the good hours. And why was he so grumpy for the rest of the day? And why did he fall asleep early that night? Success starts in the evening before. We are never more vulnerable to stress than when we are totally fatigued or overtired. That's the first one. The second one, prayer. Prayer and devotions, these are the things that we give our energy to in our routine. I will give the first and best part of my day to him. It's because it's not, that's not just spending energy, it's investing energy. It's refeeding me. It's setting me up for every single day. It gets me through the tough times. And if I go to bed early, I can do it, right? Because I can get up. If we're in a tough time, this is what the Bible says, when you're in a tough time, When you're stressed, lamentations, when life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer. Don't ask questions, wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble, take it full face. The worst is never the worst. Go into the silence, bow in prayer. When we're stressed... Prayer and devotion. What else do I give my time to? Sleep. Prayer. Exercise. So important. So important for our physical and mental health. All those endorphins jumping around in your body. Yes. Here you go. I've read some studies this week that said this. Three sessions of aerobic activity each week worked out as well as medication when it came to reducing the symptoms of depression. What do you think of that? 
The benefits of regular exercise reduce stress, anxiety and depression, boost self-esteem, bring a sense of well-being and positive outlook, improve sleep. Sleep again. I know, it's everywhere. Routine. Invest your energy in the things that are going to set us up for success. Sleep, prayer and devotion, <laughs> exercise, relationships. One day, after all our years of working and helping others and building our career, we will say goodbye to that. And we will pack up our office or whatever that it is that we've been doing and we will walk away. Where will you go? Where will you go at the end of all that? You'll go to your family. You will go to your people. And those, these, the things that we do in that world of work and the people that tell you how important they are and how you've just got to jump to them and that, that report that just has to be done and that project that just has to take first place... It won't mean anything if we don't have the people at the end. So we have to fight and make sure that we put our energy into that, into those things. Because they're the things that matter at the end of the day. Those people that are fighting for your time and attention will not be fighting for your marriage or your children. And they won't be around your grave when you die, probably. Being sad. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was funny, wasn't it? Why am I talking about that? Okay. <laughs> nice note. The last one is calendar. Routine, calendar. You say what goes on when. Not everyone else. Not everyone else. You say where you put your time and your energy. So that's routine. That's the first R. The second R is rest. Rest. The dashboard on your car says the battery is low. Have you ever had a low battery? Have you ever gone into your car and gone, there's nothing happening? Because your battery's flat. We have to have time to recharge. Even those amazing phones that we carry around with us every day need to be recharged. We're like that. We need to be recharged. Mark 6.31, then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Who's ever lived days like that? Yeah. Yeah. Three o'clock, oh my gosh, I probably need to have lunch right now. Four o'clock, oh well, it's too late now. <laughs> Let's have dinner. <laughs> Jesus had the same problem. He said, come on, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Resting is not being lazy. It doesn't mean that we're not carrying our load or playing our part. Some of us need to, to relearn. Stop working. You need to rest. Jesus did. We put our holidays in our calendars before we put everything else in because we still want to be here in 20 years' time. Not burnt out, bitter, twisted, 
angry, stressed people. Physical rest enhances our mood, our immune system, our memory and our stress levels. Ovid, a Roman poet, said, take rest. A field that has rested gives a bountiful crop. Rest is not an afterthought. It is a primary responsibility. It's a primary responsibility. Leviticus says, you shall, not, you shall do no work at all. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It is to be a Sabbath of complete rest to you. You shall humble your souls on the ninth of the month at evening, from evening until evening, and you shall keep your Sabbath. God tells us to regularly take time out and rest. Do you do that? That's my question for you today. Some of you have no problem with rest. Great. Some of you need to rest. I just need to finish this first. If we wait until all the work is done, we will never take a rest because the work will never all be done. There will always be more. Come back tomorrow. So even in the middle of having work to do, we have to learn to stop and rest. That scripture says you shall humble yourself. That scripture, it it, it intimates that sometimes we won't stop and rest because of pride. What? What? When I burnt out 10 years ago, what, what I feel like God said to me was, Mel, you burnt out. It, it was pride. It was, you think it's all up to you. You actually think that you are the one that has to do all this. You're the one that has to pull it off. You know, I'm God, by the way. I've done a few things in my time. I think you could trust me with this. Could, can you trust him with it? Can you take a rest, give it to him and say, I'm going to give this to you, God, and and I'm not going to carry it anymore. See, I had no margin in my world, the margin of a book. I had no margin. Here's a great scripture, Psalm 127 too. It is vain for you to rise up early. Honey. (laughs) And be so happy about it. No, it doesn't say that. It says, it is vain for you to rise up early and stay up late. See, I'm the stay up late. (laughs) To eat the bread of painful labours, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. I love that scripture. I love it. He gives to his beloved even in his sleep. You know, Jesus, he he designs sleep because it it helps us. It rejuvenates us. It, it, we can get up the next day full of energy, but it's not just that. It means he is working for you while you're sleeping. All those things that you think are too big and you don't know what to do, he gives, to, he gives them to you. Even in your sleep, he's working on them. You don't have to be in control of it all. He's working on them. He gives because he loves and he's good. Okay, the last one. The last R, routine rest. The last R is recreation. Whoa, how exciting is that? The fuel gauge says you're almost out of petrol. You're almost out of petrol, or in my case, 
you're totally out of petrol, lady, and there are a whole heap of cars behind you, angry at you. You need fuel. You need some fuel in your body. You need some fuel in your heart. You need some fuel in your soul. Recreating. What refuels you? It's not about resting. It's about bringing back energy to you. What is it that refuels you? It makes you feel all full of life and energy again. For me, yesterday it's at 7.30am, we drove to Sydney. We got back at 7.30 last night. We spent five hours in Sydney with our grandkids. For three of those five hours, I held our five-week-old five grandson, literally. I just sat there holding him for three hours. And then I played with our two-year-old grandson. And I came back, yes! energized that's for me what energizes you what is it you know makes you feel good on holidays I begin my holiday because I'm tired with the Netflix curse I just lie on the couch great cooking great English bake-off we are good friends and then once I've got my energy back Fun. I'm married to fun. He's many, many other things, but he's also a lot of fun. And then we just have a lot of fun because we need fun. You need fun. What do you do for fun? Maybe you don't need a holiday because you can come back from a holiday and still feel exhausted. Maybe you don't need a holiday. Maybe you just need some fun. Maybe you need to start doing something that you find fun. You're just looking at me blankly. You need, to t- you need to at least do that one, one day a week. Get Yeah, come up, guys. Get work out of your head. Get it out of your head. Don't think about it. Do something that makes you feel good. I feel good. Mm-hmm. That's what you have, you know, get some bounce back in your life. Some steps, some... You get the picture. Routine, rest, and recreation. Those three things will help with stress. Three John two says this, beloved, I pray that in all respects, in all respects, you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. That's God's plan. His plan is that in all respects, in all parts of our life, we would prosper and be in good health. And it all, you know, our soul is part of that. Our physical body, our soul, and our spirit. How do you prosper in your spirit? You prosper in your spirit by having a relationship with Jesus. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.